point of that one, though? Uh, that's when I'm doing gaming. Oh. So. I seen him putting it up. I was like, yeah. what? <laughs> <laughs> that's for later back. tonight. So. Just takes the cool. camera and turns up during the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hi. All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the JH Show. Today, there's the notification, so that means we're live. That's good. Uh, we are live, and we have a special guest on the show today, Mr. Shields. Hey, how are you doing today? All right, doing great. That's awesome. So, uh, kind of a little background on Mr. Shields. Mr. Shields is my old band teacher, and as well as Traven's old music teacher. Music yeah. teacher. So, uh, little I'm still suck at singing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not your fault though. I'm just horrible <laughs> at it. Yeah. So, a little introductory on Mr. Shields. He has been, uh, or was, a teacher at Millard High School, the high school I went to and graduated from, as well as Traven. Uh, he's been there, had been there for, what, 20 years? 21. 21 years? Wow. That's cool. Yeah, it was cool, because the year I graduated was the year that he had had finished his final year, so that was kind of fun. Um, but yeah, so welcome to the show. We're Thank glad you. to have you. Thank uh, you. It's kind of fun. I, I set up sound foam on the ceiling, so it, it's amazing what that'll do. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, when it stays true. up there. When it when it stays up there. Fall. Some of them fall off. I remember a couple of times we're <laughs> just sitting here and they're just falling down <laughs> during the show. They're just like, don't look at that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so I've really gotten into like music. Obviously, I do my own stuff now, and so I added the sound foam. The sound foam has made a major difference. Yep. It's weird how just that amount. Before, if I was to take that off, the echo in here is mm -hmm. ridiculous, um, and so it, it's kind of fun what what you can do to adjust sounds and stuff. So, uh, I the podcast itself has changed so much over the years. We've done it. This is our second year of the podcast. We've added this mic is my newest, which is the Audio Technica T thirty six, I believe, or the thirty five. AT35, and this was the, the most expensive mic on the set, and then Traven's was the second most expensive, um, and then the rest are all just, you know, about yeah, average nice. average mics, so it's fun. You'll get a new one eventually. Yeah, <laughs> well, you'll get one someday. Um, uh, but yeah, we've been doing this for a while. Um, so what, I guess we'll start with the questions, what really started you on your, your career in, in the music or, or yeah, that entered that side of things. Well, <clears throat> I think it was pretty natural. Uh, music was a big part of my life growing up uh, from the time I was small. We had uh, had a piano in the home. Had guitars. My dad played a guitar, and my sister, little sister was really really good on the piano. And so we always had music around the home, and I really enjoyed music in school. Um, started in sixth grade, played trumpet, and then got into other instruments as needed. Uh, but music in high school was a blast. That was that was everything to me. Right. Yeah. And so when it came to time to decide what to do, it, it wasn't automatic, but it was always looming right right there that that music was the thing and. And um, so that's what we did. We jumped in, and we've been doing music ever since. Yeah, uh, you <laughs> where you studied at uh, Southern Utah University. Is that right? That's why I got the first degree. Yeah, Southern Utah, and I was in, involved in uh, Opus there, a renowned um, 
small choir, chamber choir, and we actually sang jazz. And I actually toured with a, a small group called Primo Plus at the same time. We did shows in Salt Lake and in Vegas and just kind of wherever. That's fun. So, yep, SU. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, uh, and it's fun because it, when, it, when I was in high school with Mr. Shields, I started kind of my own little band freshman year and it, it turned out to do really well for us. We did a lot of things locally and it was a lot of fun and it, it really kind of started the, there was that push for me to help the other guys and as together as a group we kind of grew into, you know, push each other musically mm -hmm. and it was a lot of fun uh, and to this day, well, to this day everybody will get together sometimes and just play. And that is one of the best things about being a musician is you can get together with anybody and oh just, yeah. just play. So uh, throughout the years of high school, Mr. Shields and the, the band and stuff would always play during the the basketball games and the football games and it was a blast to go with the the cheerleaders we'd go on a bus with the cheerleaders as well as the the band everybody would load up stuff and we'd go to the to football games during playoff season that was those are some of my favorite memories um mr shields is a phenomenal trumpet player uh, you, it was it was fun to watch him play with the band and uh it, it was it was good times it, the fun stuff uh do you have any like specific things that kind of stood out in the years that i was in high school with the, the final four years of your career there well, I, I, I've got to be honest, um, with age, memories kind of fade and, and dissipate a little, so you know what, there, there aren't any real specific um, memories, but there's an overall feeling of, of joy, of happiness, of accomplishment. I really feel good about uh, what all my students were able to achieve and the things that they did. and. And like you say, those those were fun, fun times. Yeah, they were. They were. They were really they were fun. really good experiences, and they were they were just as good and exciting and fun for me as they were for for you guys, I guess. Yeah, uh, I had like in my head a whole bunch of questions to ask, and now that he's here, I'm like, ah, oh, can't remember. <laughs> can't remember. Can't think of them. Is um, the old age getting you too? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So, oh, this is this is one thing I w I've noticed, and this is one thing I was thinking about asking was. Uh, a lot of modern music is now very blues-based. There are a lot of blues riffs in modern songs today. Uh, one artist that I listen to, his name is Two Feet, he does a lot of blues riffs, just simple little blues riffs on the guitar mixed with some bass and some synth, and it's really popular stuff, and a lot of music, modern music, is, is swinging that way. Why, why do you think Absolutely. that's becoming so popular now? Well, I think for two reasons. The, the first reason is that it is so... Uh, grounded. I mean, the the blues, the the original blues movement was really. It came out of people's emotions. It came out of their hardships. It came out of their desire to uh, to express themselves and what they were feeling and dealing with. And so it was it was it was great back then yeah. because it dealt with the core emotions that people were feeling, and it it tried really to lift people in the, out of their. Uh, depravity or whatever else right. they had going on their depressing situations I think I think it's really cool that it has come back and yeah. it is more popular I've been paying attention watching I've watched two or three docs now about just how blues is has influenced and is has continued to influence uh, modern music and so the first reason I think is because it's emotionally based it's grounded 
in real, real life emotional life experience. I think the second reason is that musically, it's I wouldn't say it's simple, but it's got such um, a solid pattern to yeah. it. Yeah. That whether it's a twelve bar or, or whatever it is, it's got such a solid pattern that it really is kind of natural. It's almost yeah. second. It nature. is simplistic too. Yeah, it is. As as somebody who loves blues riffs yeah. myself, I was a very big blues guy. We'd play jazz and I just I found a love for blues riffs, especially because of BB King. Oh, yeah. I found a love yeah. for BB King my junior year of high school and just the sounds that he could play and they were simple. Right. Man, they just the feeling behind the music oh. was phenomenal Absolutely. and I'd never really felt that until listening to BB King and, and Stevie Ray Vaughan and uh, all of these artists uh, just that sound behind a blues riff is amazing so it is kind of interesting to see how it's in the modern music it's really coming back mm -hmm. so uh, what's another question um, so what what do you listen to today like what's a what's an artist that you would listen to today um, or, or are you like me? I listen to all the old stuff. So, <laughs> well, that that would be my go-to. <laughs> yeah. I, I honestly, I still prefer uh, '70s rock and roll, classic rock. Uh -huh. um, I have a, a real spot, an eclectic uh, spot for for uh, harmony. I really enjoy vocal harmonies. So, like yesterday, I, I threw on some Take Six, and then heard a lot of these other groups. Uh, um, acapella went through a revival not too long ago, not yeah. too many years ago, and I really enjoy that to a point. But it's got to be, again, it's got to be solid, based in in the blues, in jazz, and gospel rather than modern pop. pop stuff yeah, here. yeah. So, so I I listen to seventies rock and roll. I listen to a little a little acapella, blues, and and gospel music, and uh, the occasional classical tune yeah yeah no uh, you're the reason i actually started listening to chicago so oh. <laughs> that's fun because um, i'd heard of chicago but we'd never really listened to it and then in band we played the song 25 or 64 yeah, and that's what kicked it off that song yeah. was was a classic well um, i i, I kind of reveal my age um chicago was hot when i was in high school yeah <laughs> but you know i think it's interesting here's a side note for uh, for all of you geeks who geek out on on music trivia and stuff like that Frozen 2, and oh, like an idiot, I can't remember which one it is, but one of the songs out of out of the soundtrack, Frozen 2, is basically stolen from Chicago. Chicago. Yeah, so you sit down and listen <laughs> to that, and you're Dude, thinking, wait a minute. wow, He's this is Chicago. I mean, the instrumentation, yeah. the arrangement is totally Chicago. It's really, <laughs> really funny. pretty funny. It's cool. Yeah, I've noticed That's that interesting. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of pop stars have taken a band like that a journey song or something taking the like the a snippet basically right a yeah. four chord pattern and then they'll take that and and try and adapt it to their own stuff and that's kind of fun to yeah. see that um uh, my girlfriend has a question for you there okay. uh has he ever been cross country or just around utah when you toured with your band or whatever well we we actually went down let's see not where was it newport beach uh, Santa Monica. We, we were down southern in Southern California for a while for on a couple of trips, uh, San Diego area. So we've been there. Uh, that's about. Well, we actually did a lot of recording, and and sang a little in in the Denver area, metropolitan area, 
but other than that, it's been pretty well local around stuff, here. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, was touring as tough on you as it was for, cause I, when we toured, uh, we, we went down to St. George and Salt Lake. We went all over the state mostly. It was exhausting. Was it exhausting for you as, as not only exhausting, but I, you know, I had, by the time I was in that group, we'd started our family and oh, I missed yeah. home. Yeah. I miss, yeah. I miss being with my wife and my baby and. So that was hard. Yeah. Not only exhausting performing and traveling, but I mean, you know, in a small group like that, you gotta right. you gotta be your own roadies. You're yeah, exactly. You have to move everything you're moving and your it, kit it's and, a lot and of work. Hauling and unloading and loading. That was yeah, definitely exhausting. Yeah. So by the end of the night, we'd get done with a set. We were just exhausted. We'd get everything loaded in the truck and head home, just tired, you know. But it was worth it. We we had a lot of fun and a lot of good memories. So. And that's really what, you know, out of everything, the struggles we went through or whatever, those memories outweigh anything we ever, you know, yeah, had sure. problems with. So yeah. um, in, in uh, I'm trying to think of some good questions. What was the funnest play that, that you've ever done as, because as, you did the plays in high school? Is there one that really stands out? Well, I think all of them were fun. I mean, any time you get kids on a stage and, and let them loose, it, it can get funny and fun, and, yeah. it, and it was. There were a couple that stood well. The the real fun ones we did. Uh, Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat twice. And yeah, they were they were both fun just because they're crazy. Yeah, all wild over the shows. place. So those were really fun, and they were they were pretty good too. We did Sound of Music. And yeah, I remember that one. The we spent extra money and time on sets, and so the set was really really well done yeah and we had a couple of key characters the the girl that played Marie I won't tell who she was but she did a phenomenal job it was so well done and her connection to that character and with the other characters when when she's taking care looking after Von Trapp's children she see had she had such a stage present presence and connection with those kids right it was outstanding it uh, similar situation with uh, Fiddler on the Roof. Oh yeah, Fiddler, Fiddler on, on the Roof is pretty straightforward. But the guy we had played Tevia, I swear he watched that. He watched the old movie. I don't know, probably four or five times a day for I don't know how long. Yeah, <laughs> just oh, to wow. get the part down. So he, he was Tevia. Well, you can you can always <laughs> tell when somebody's dedicated to a part just by how they portray the the, the character uh, in the play itself. Right. And if they're doing their research and really taking time, it makes the show so much better. Um, <laughs> it's funny because you can always tell in the plays I was in just alone. You can always tell who really was wanting to to focus. There were yeah. some times where the we always had a backup just in case somebody was sick or something. The yeah. there was times the backups were better than the the lead, you know. So yeah, that's not unusual. <laughs> um, which was interesting. The the plays I'm trying to remember all the plays we did in high school. My freshman year was the Music Man, which was probably my favorite year. That was a a great great. I did a lot of uh, costume work for that yeah. play, if I remember, um, and it was a lot of fun to get all that put together. Then we had Peter Pan, uh, which I helped build the the ship for that one. That was yeah. a lot of fun. Uh, there was so much work that goes into it that, you know, a lot of people don't realize that oh the yeah, amount absolutely. of work that goes in behind it. You know, it. my favorite thing about, about especially those two that you mentioned there, is that I really did give most of the responsibility to you guys. Yeah. 
and you guys took it and ran, and, and that was a highlight for me. It was cool to really see what good. we came up with. And that was great. It was awesome. Um, yeah, my, my girlfriend was on the costume crew, so yeah. <laughs> uh, that was another thing that, that was really cool, just is how everything went into it behind the scenes and you get to see how a production like that is done so yeah. you know growing up i'd go to the tuacon and down to the the plays and stuff we'd see these big plays and stuff and it was like okay now that i was in high school i was able to see what went on behind yeah. it and the amount of work and it was it's so much work but it's so much fun had to see the end result and to see it work out it's amazing yeah, you know sure. and it paid off um uh so Let's see, I'm trying to remember. This would have been my freshman year, too. I, with a few seniors and a junior, we filmed a, we took a 24, we had, what was it, 24 hours? We had to do a movie. Uh, I don't know if you remember, we, we, we ah, man, we had to film this movie. It was a short film, and uh, uh, it was so much work to write the script, the music score, yes. the, the costuming, the and it was just a th like a minute and a half is what we yeah. had just that minute and a half to get all those scenes done which was three th three scenes at 30 seconds apiece that was so much work yes. and, uh, i was in charge of the music score and uh my buddy was in charge of the scripting and the, the filming and holy cow just a minute and a half and we were exhausted by the time we got it done i think i'd passed out <laughs> <laughs> I was just done. We were in the auditorium. And I was on the auditorium stage, just done. I passed out because I was up writing a score, and I didn't know how much work <laughs> it would take to write a score yeah. for this minute and a half. But each scene was a different tone, and you know we had to get the right. I was like, "Do you like this, guys? You know, is this gonna work? I don't know. That doesn't sound, you know, dark enough for this scene." Uh, back to the drawing board. <laughs> I get, you know, there's so much work that goes behind it. Um, that a, a production like that and that was just a minute and a half yeah. you know and so you see these big big films and stuff the amount of work that goes into something like that is yeah, two, hours. Two, two hours two hours is <laughs> of just doing two and a half like well the harry potter movies is over yeah, two hours yeah. <laughs> the amount of work that's why we're talking millions in the budget yeah yeah yeah, yeah. months <laughs> worth of production time yeah yeah it's crazy so uh, with with the coronavirus, this is a big thing right now. A lot of people are, are freaking out about it. What are your thoughts on this, first off? Um, like, what do you think is... Do you think... Because, I, I, in my opinion, I know it's bad, but I think people are overreacting a bit. What What are your thoughts on this? I can see where, where you would... I was the same way uh, a couple of weeks ago. But, okay, so the coronavirus isn't as as deadly uh, or is not as in my opinion mm. is not any more deadly than N1H1 however mm. it it is so much more contagious yeah and here's the problem if we they talk about the curve if we would if, if the spread if we allowed uh, COVID-19 to spread quickly it would overwhelm our medical yeah, our, yeah, yeah, our medical would be, field would, it would not be horrible. It would just be totally overwhelm it, and then, and then things would get serious. Yeah. Okay, so, yeah, it's got both sides. The, the virus itself isn't that deadly. However, it's contagious, and if it overwhelmed our, our medical machine, then we would then probably, it could be actually probably yeah. become dangerous because yeah. 
the medical would be backed up and they couldn't help everyone. That's right. So right. if they can't help everyone, then people start to die because they're not getting that attention. Right. That's and that, that's when numbers start to climb and then everyone starts freaking out even more than they already are. Yeah. Right. So do you think we're, we're at the point where we've caught it early enough we can get ahead of it at this point as the U.S. is, is concerned? Yeah, I think so. Uh, we've slowed the curve a little bit this past week. Um, my concern right now is getting the government together to, to pass that stimulus bill. It's yeah. really yeah. kind of yeah. irritating yeah. that they can't come across can't the aisle to get that <laughs> yeah. just yeah. figured out. But you yeah, think I, they'd agree on something that, like that. But national emergency, yeah. uh, but, but we're not going to cross party agree, lines. Yeah. So. <laughs> 47, 47 votes. Yeah, I just, it's, um, I'm glad we were as proactive as we were. Right. We could have been a little, a little quicker on the jump. Yeah. You we're know, in, we're in reasonable shape, so. Yeah, well, and it's amazing that, that the the schools have shut down and everything, and, and in this time of being shut down, everyone's kind of at home. Um, the uh, creativity, I've seen a lot of videos online. People are getting creative. Yeah. There's, oh, a, yeah. there's a DJ in California. He's out of a job because his, his club's closed. So he went out on his balcony, fired up his machine out front, had his neighbors out on their porches dancing, yeah, you know, and, and so it's kind of cool to see the creativity of people that when they're not, uh, you know, doing stuff out away where they would have a job or something, they're able to do so much more, yeah. you know, and you realize how much more you can do in a day when you're just sitting at home. Right. And and then you realize how much time you are actually sitting at home <laughs> instead of working, <laughs> you know, and so it... It, there is kind of a plus side to this yeah. if you look at you know the the silver lining. Now we're gonna get the lazy epidemic after <laughs> this. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be the next thing. Yeah. You you can come out of your house now. Yeah. I don't know if I want to. Now. I don't know. It's been pretty fun in there. <laughs> but yeah, the amount of creativity is is amazing right now. Yeah, I have to agree. It's uh that that's gonna be a really cool thing to see and it, being able to sit down and say write a movie script. Whereas yeah. if you were out on the set filming and stuff you can get that done but now you've got time to actually sit down and write that mm -hmm. you know for example but uh yeah this thing is going to uh, hopefully we we can stabilize that's as far as the coronavirus is concerned because the stock market uh is going to struggle really <laughs> bad yeah, that's it's, 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 it's already starting to yeah. drop a little bit so there. a little bit it's it's it's, it's it dropping let's just <laughs> <laughs> yeah let's just be honest, be honest. so <laughs> I, I've invested, I started investing in stocks a couple days ago, um, and it's really simple. I didn't know how easy it was to actually get started. It's pretty cool. You can start from your phone. This is a good time to start. Yeah, it's a good oh, time yeah. to start because it's at the bottom right now and, and when it comes back up. So uh, I invested in, of course, gaming companies and, oh, and the uh, media industry. And right now, everything is up because everyone's at home watching Netflix which is what I invested in watching it playing games another yeah. company I invested in and it's going up because everyone's at home which is nice so mm -hmm. um, but see the thing with the st stock market is it's fluctuated all the time you, you don't know if you're gonna have a good day or a bad day but in uh, in the amount of I mean I started when they give the all clear take it out of the yeah. game <laughs> and stuff and put it in the other stuff no, you, you just want to <laughs> sit and invest in stuff so in the amount of two days that I've been doing it I've, I've uh, gone from fifty dollars to 211 so it's it's pretty impressive just the amount of stuff but then again if this is you know everyone goes outside and does stuff you could, could go down and I go from 211 back to 15 bucks you know so it's a very fluctuated thing and the stock markets all over the place but 
Uh, kind of fun to see. Uh, have you ever invested in stocks? Absolutely. Yeah. It's kind of cool. Yes. Did it work out? Uh, it was working really well before the crash. Yeah, uh, in 2008? Uh, well, no. Well, I lost a little then, but, yeah. but that wasn't too bad because I had it in index funds rather uh, than anything okay. that would take a big hit. So I, I did okay there. But yeah, we were we were looking great. We were averaging about twelve hundred dollars a day. The the let's see, one, two, three, four, five weeks before all of this hit the fan. Uh huh. I was I was making with with those investments. I was making about twelve hundred dollars every day. That's pretty good. Yeah. And then in the first couple of days, I lost <coughs> about half of it. Yeah, <laughs> it was a big crash. I seen the the graph. It just Ooh, took it was, a nosedive yeah. hard. And it's get it's gotten so bad, you know, because of the everyone's after stuff. Paper goods is what you need to invest in right now, you know. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, stocks are interesting, you know. And I I, I wish I would have gotten started in it earlier, yeah. you know. Uh, had I started years ago, I could be, you know, when when Apple a few years ago. If I would have started in 2012, they exploded, you know, after the releases of new phones and stuff. If I would have started in 2012, I could be making a lot of money now because mm -hmm. their stocks at the time were about $50 a share. So whereas now they're 250, 300. So it's interesting. But uh, yeah, kind of fun. Um, so you're uh, what? What do you do now? You. Um, well, interesting story. I'm a speech therapist. Oh, yeah. Okay. I've always been interested in speech, and the opportunity to come came to um, go back to school, and so I spent four years getting a couple of uh, degrees in communications, and I work mostly with the little um, preschool and elementary age children. I've got uh, about 65 of those. Wow. Plus some secondary kids in middle school and high school. That's crazy. So, yeah, speech therapist. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Um, speaking of speech, uh, in that in that general thing, so I do uh, on on YouTube when I'm doing gaming, I'd like to do impressions and stuff, impersonations. Right. I've gotten really good at a Scottish accent, <laughs> and uh, the problem is with a Scottish accent, a lot of people mix it up with a Irish accent. But the problem is with an Irish accent, Irish accent is kind of more musical. Uh, Irish accent's a lot smoother on the tone. An Irish accent kind of goes up and down, and it's smoother in your in your intonation. Uh, but a Scotsman's a lot more rough, and he's kind of in your face. And so it's fun to do these accents when I'm playing games with people. And it, it, you know, I'll do that, and I'll do President Trump. As a matter of fact, uh, uh, you know, everything's fake. Thoughts, news, media. You know, and I'll, I'll do these impressions while I'm playing games. It's 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 fun. Um, I wish I would have gotten into it earlier, like in high school, because yep. that would have been so much more fun for plays and stuff to yep. be able to have that ability to do a, an accent. Because that is something that I think we needed a lot more of back yeah. in that, that, that then. So. It's funny. I think I actually did that back in high school, but I can't do it no more now. Yeah. <laughs> like if I'd always practice them and all the movies yeah. and just watch it over and over again. Yeah, it's it's fun. Uh, so voice acting something I might look into because I, I'm really enjoying it. You know, doing impressions of certain characters and, and uh, I've enjoyed that a lot. Um, Traven, uh, let's go to you. Do you remember any plays that you did in high school? I no. didn't do no plays in high school. No, well, you don't remember which ones you did. 
Well, yeah, that either. It was eight years ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Graduated eight years ago, so it's like eight years plus. Yeah. Time flies. Time is flying. You know, that's one thing. I might have been in some of the place, but I don't. There was nothing big or anything. <laughs> yeah. I was like, um, I was uh, no, I did not like the stage. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember just trying to sing in music class. <laughs> But my singing voice was horrible. <laughs> so once I started getting above everybody, I started going back down. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's funny. I was like, I tried. I tried. <laughs> there are always those kids like you're in, in your situation that are there and they're trying their best, you know. Um, everybody's got talent in, in the music uh, as far as if they really want to try it, you know. That's one thing that uh, Mr. Shields uh, was always telling us was anything worth having nothing worth having comes easy right. and I have learned that so much you know I, I've worked my butt off to try and get you know when I when I started my band I worked my butt off to get us going places and it was not easy uh, and that goes for anything you do you're gonna have to work your butt off to try and get something accomplished um, what is what would you say is the greatest achievement that you accomplished in your career or in your lifetime at this point? That's tough. Um, one of the most important things, and I, I don't know, it's not an accomplishment, and I owe it all to my wife anyway, but my family's the biggest thing yeah, to me right I now. Forget, yeah. Aside from that, uh, really, just the... I, especially the last 10 or 15 years as a music teacher, my, my biggest concern was trying to convince kids that they could do whatever they wanted to do. Right. And hopefully, and, and again, that's not an accomplishment either, it's just kind of being a teacher, but I really, really hope that uh, that the most, if not all of them, took that to heart and um, achieved their dreams. You know, did things that maybe they didn't think was possible before. Yeah, yeah, that's a a really cool look on things, and it's uh, it's it's funny you point that out. Achieving a dream because at this point it's uh, small dreams. You know, at this point for me because I wanted to start a podcast i had no idea where to start and so i did some research and it was it was in the the idea that i could do what i wanted but right. it was going to take some work to get there so i had to do some research figure out how to start figure out what i needed figure out all the stuff that goes behind it and uh i accomplished it you know i've been doing this for two years and it's awesome i, j I enjoy it i do it every monday and it's it's fun to have these guys over and we share stories and stuff and it's it's really cool uh and it's something that without me trying to put forth the effort in i would have never done or you know um and, and the one thing that really uh is hard on a lot of people nowadays is doubt a lot of people doubt themselves and uh it's it's one thing that's really hard to get to overcome as as a human being what is how how, what is a tip, I guess, or wh what is your advice on overcoming a doubt? Because it's so hard, uh, you know, to start something. It's not going to be easy. That's right. And, and like you said, any, anything worth having is going to take a little, little bit of effort, if not a lot. The main thing when you're talking about doubt is you need to give your dreams more credit than you do your doubt. There, there will be doubts. Cause, oh, yeah. Because it's hard sometimes. It is. But, <laughs> 
But the biggest thing is always give more credit to your dreams and your goals than, than you do to those doubts. Um, doubts are natural, they're going to come. It's, it may be even helpful to you in the long run, but don't let doubts over, outweigh or overcome your dreams and your goals. Yeah. Keep them in the forefront. Uh, do you guys have questions? I'm, I'm trying to think. <laughs> Feel free to ask. Uh, honestly, um, what would you say is your uh, favorite instrument? That one's hard. That's to a do. good question. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm always curious about that. Yeah, that is tough. Um, my prior primary instrument. A lot of people don't believe in this, but my primary instrument is my voice. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. That. However, yeah. I was gonna go with banjo. Yeah, oh, banjo. <laughs> banjo. Banjo. Uh, I started on the trumpet before I really did anything else, so I, I'm pretty comfortable with that. But I uh, played the bass growing up and I played the sax in the jazz band, played the uh, French horn in concert band, played upright bass in the orchestra in college. I, so given all that, I think I would, I would say voice number one and trumpet number two. Yeah, I was going to say he's good on the trumpet. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. Um, what was the hardest instrument to learn? Uh, probably French horn. Yeah, that's a little tricky. It's uh, you know all all of those brass instruments y you control with, with tightness your of your lip, mm -hmm. your embouchure there, and with the French horn, it is so the mi the the differences are so minute mm -hmm. that it really makes it yeah. challenging to to find the right pitches sometimes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the, the trumpet alone. I, I did the trumpet for half a year. That was a it's it, yeah, it's hard <laughs> to try and get your lips just right yeah. and, and the tone and everything. Yeah. Uh, that's fun. Um, for me, it's it's the hardest instrument I probably had to learn was the first one I ever learned, the piano, because uh, I was stubborn and mom was mom was pushing me to play the piano and I was like I don't know I just push this white thingy you know <laughs> like I don't I don't really play piano. Push it, it makes a sound. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And so that was probably the hardest because I was stubborn and didn't really want to learn it. Yeah. But then, uh, what really inspired me to play guitar was uh, I heard a, a band on the radio. <laughs> uh, ACDC's Back in Black came on the radio one day, and I, I something clicked. I was like, "What is this?" You know, something. There was a power behind the music that I, I don't know. It just clicked with me. I, I want to do that. So I got to learn the band and really learn the instruments and they started the same way I did. I just yeah. picked up a guitar and started messing around with it and then sixth grade I took ba a band and started learning how to play and I had it set in my mind that I was going to be the best out of the five guitarists we had and out of those five guitarists I think I'm the only one that still plays every day. Probably. So <laughs> uh, we had um, uh, I'll just mention first names. Uh, Mr. Shields will know who they are. <laughs> uh, we had my, my buddy Wyatt, uh, my friend David, uh, my buddy Mason, uh, Nathan, and I. And out of all of those guys, I think I'm the only one that plays every day. I'd have to agree with you. So <laughs> uh, and it was kind of sad because the, the uh, where was I? I think a few months ago I had my guitar at some 
I think it was the, the arts festival we had here. I had my acoustic. And um, my buddy David come over, and he's like, hey, can I play that? And he forgot some chords. <laughs> and, you know, that's a fundamental thing that, you, you know, how do you forget a chord? You know, that's, that's burned into my brain at this point, you know. <laughs> um, but it, it just goes to show if you don't practice it every day, you're going to lose it. Um, but I have, I have such a love for it. I'm like, I can't put this thing down, and I don't know if I ever will. With as, ma- as much money as I've put into the, the stuff that yeah. I, you know, why would I put it down? And I enjoy doing it, uh, and it's a lot of fun um, to just sit down and play. Uh, and it's it's cool. And the, the one thing that is really cool with the Internet and now with everyone being home is I think that you're going to see a lot more musical uh, uh, booming because everyone's going to try and uh, learn an instrument they're sitting at home not really knowing what to do and so hey you know i'll try and pick up a a guitar or something you know Mm. um one instrument that kind of had a boom uh my junior year and senior year of high school was the ukulele yeah (laughs) yeah had a huge boom um and the ukulele is such a funny instrument because me playing guitar those those strings it would take me a second to learn it but everyone was playing a ukulele and it's like play guitar you know come on try it just advance a little bit play guitar (laughs) great um uh jesse and traven was there an instrument you guys ever wanted to learn um guitar guitar yeah i mean the ones that i mainly wanted to learn the one that i still want to learn because i did a little bit in high school, but I never really got invested into it. Was the drums? Oh yeah, yeah. Yep. Beca- and my uh, got the hair and everything. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. But no, my uh, music instructor he wanted us to play. I can't remember the, the xylophone first, and before we started to actually get into that. And he started me on the snare, and I was really, really into that. But after high school, I kind of let it slip and everything. The ones that I really got into were uh the saxophone the clarinet and guitar yeah yeah the snare this, so this brings me back to high school when we were in marching band <laughs> i loved snare it was so it's, fun it's to be in the snare it was a fun sure. instrument um and uh i can still remember some of the pattern you know some of the drum beats <laughs> yeah. are still stuck in my head so that's uh that's how drilled in we got it and we marched to tempo that's another thing okay i'll do this in the mall without even thinking about it and it's terrible i mean it's a good thing but uh mr shields had us so trained to, to marching to the beat and everything that now i'll be walking in the mall and a, a song will be playing and i start marching walking to the tempo without <laughs> even thinking about it yeah, so it's hard not <laughs> to <laughs> yeah as a musician it's just drilled in my head so um we'll be walking in the mall and Trayvon's like why are you walking so fast i'm like oh sorry <laughs> sorry it's a fast song on it's a you know uh salsa's on you know <laughs> which is it's fun uh but yeah no music has been a huge part of my life and still is to this day um and it's been fun so, so here's a question how much do you practice instruments well i sing every day uh-huh. i haven't played the trumpet in almost a year wow uh, my excuse for that is that you're busy loaned it to a great nephew oh, yeah. so that he could play in the band mm. but yeah I haven't, I haven't played trumpet for a long time and it's been probably a year and a half or two since I picked up a bass guitar yeah what about piano piano is well okay let me tell you why I didn't play the piano in the first place the I piano. came home from piano lessons when I was nine years old 
I raced my sister to the house, put my arm through a screen door, painted the screen door, and cut those nerves right there you call a funny bone. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I severed all of those. Oof. And my uh, my hand was never the, quite the same. I yeah. lost the feeling and movement of, of half of my hand, those oh. two, two fingers right there. And so piano lessons stopped, and I, I never have gotten to the where I can actually play, play it professionally yeah. again, even even after practice and practice and practice. So. Yeah. Yeah, there were some songs that I'd hear, uh, and I'd wanted to play them, so I'd download the or print off the sheet music for it, and then I'd realize I need some really long fingers <laughs> to play some of these chords. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah, I didn't have the story. longest longest fingers, and the same goes for some guitar riffs that I'd play, and especially in jazz. We'd have some of these chords, and I'm like, "What is this?" You know, <laughs> it has to stretch. And so uh, it was funny for the first. I think two years of high school, I had my mom's old guitar, which is a blue guitar. It was a, it was a knockoff uh, Les Paul, and it, it was fun. It was a fun guitar to use. It had decent tone, but it wasn't. Mr. Shields is like, oh, if you're gonna play jazz, you need a better guitar. So I ended up getting the Epiphone SG, which has been a phenomenal guitar to yeah, this day. It's, it's good sounding. And then my dad got me the Fender Champion 100, which is a two twelve inch speaker monster <laughs> that thing is <laughs> so that that i've seen this amp specifically at an eric clapton show yeah. so this this thing's got some sound to it <laughs> they didn't they just had it mic'd up but even mic'd up the, the thing is loud so i i have it on level two on the volume while i'm playing here so <laughs> uh, it's it's a lot of fun um uh but you know it's it's crazy how much music in, impacts our lives and our moods uh mm -hmm. is there a certain song that you can just put on and it'll cheer you up is there is there one that just brings you up oh there's more than one there are hundreds you know it's that's interesting too as i think about that um and i mentioned early on i think i remember mentioning that when you get older your memory goes a little bit yeah mm -hmm. um my head is so full of music right <laughs> that it's going all the time it's going 24 7 whether it's out yeah. here or just in here uh -huh. it's going all the time so it's it's there are hundreds literally hundreds of songs that i can tap to yeah. cheer me up yeah never a problem mr blue sky is my go-to so <laughs> <laughs> uh it, it's kind of funny that the, the memory bank of songs you're talking about that are in my head. I'm very uh, 70s and 80s and partial 90s rock. So if someone was to play a song, I can tell you what the song is and who the artist is within a matter of seconds. It's crazy. You can play a certain song from that era and I'll be like, oh, that's Journey, you know. Um, you know who's crying now you know within a matter of seconds the first chord i'm like oh who's crying now journey and it, it was funny we were uh when i worked at my old job at the, the gas station my buddy could not believe that i could get these songs within that amount of time uh <laughs> it's funny i was just i've listened to these songs over and over they get stuck in my head even if they're in the background of a yeah. place you know i'll be like and and when they're quiet in the background of a place i'll be like ah, i know that piano riff uh, hold on a second. Oh, this twenty-five, six-four. You know, like I, I just and and immediately, it's kind of funny how that's drilled into our heads as musicians. 
um, which is really cool. Uh, so here's a here's a question for you. What do you think of the records? Record playing um, has become it's coming back big time. Oh, yeah. Records. I, I've got a record player right there, <laughs> and I've got a ton of records. Here's my favorite record, um, which is Fleetwood Mac's Rumors. Oh, nice. <laughs> so. Yeah, you've got some classic yeah. rock and roll right there. Yeah. yeah, I think it's great. And and the biggest thing for me is digital is is great but almost well 99.873 percent that was a fictional number yeah all of that digital stuff has been compressed compressed and so the thing you get with vinyl is it opens that range up yeah and not only uh, and not only the frequencies uh the intensity the levels the volume all of those things are freed up and so you've got that much more range in yeah. vinyl. It's so, the sound difference too. Yeah. You, you, know? actually, you actually get to feel yeah. like the, the energy, the energy from, behind from it. The yeah. So I, I'm going to pull out some of these records and have, have Mr. Fields go through some of these. <laughs> <laughs> Just, uh, and, and it's actually my buddy Chase that got me to uh, start collecting these. Some of these are from my grandma, so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Um, so that's, that's fun. That is good. You you might know Mac Davis. Yeah, I sure do. <laughs> Can we this show one's on stream. He was, <laughs> yeah. he was a hobby back in the yeah. day. And this one's from my other grandma. Oh yeah. Yeah. See, yeah. I grew up with this. This yeah. is good stuff. I, I like Lionel good. Richie. Yeah. Lionel Richie is um, good. This is another good one. Good My grandma. Oh yeah. wow. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's that's an original right there. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't yeah, stuff it in your jacket. Yeah, that oh, one's that's good. That's a good. That one's one of my favorites of all time, and wow. that's that's an original from Red Sylvine. So. Yeah. Uh, this one, of course. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah Metallica's Ride yes, of Lightning. Yeah, one. That's that's a classic. Yeah, that's good. Um, this is one that my grandpa always played for Fun. us. So <laughs> that's good. <laughs> this, is, this is before they had CDs, kids. <laughs> Bill Cosby. Yeah. Uh, this one cost me a bit of money because this is an original from. 1980. <laughs> ACDC's back in black. So that yeah, that's a big one. That was uh that is the third most sold album in the world. Mm. And uh I, I was kind of blown away when I heard that. The number one is Eagles Hotel California. Yeah. At oh, okay. Number two is Michael Jackson's thriller album. <laughs> and at number three is ACDC's Back in Black. So and then Roy Clark. I don't know if oh, you know yeah. Roy Clark, but yeah, he was he was a heck of a picker that one. Wow. One of the best ever. Yeah, then he's another reason I actually started playing guitar was grandpa would always play Roy Clark yeah. for me and so yeah. that was pretty good to listen to and it kinda intrigued me and then and then I heard that. <laughs> so um, it's it's kinda fun. Uh, records are coming back and yeah. it's it's cool to see and they're they're a lot of these artists that are kind of new are releasing in, in vinyl now and yeah. So what do you think the vinyl, why do you think it's coming back? Do you think it's just kind of a... a the coronavirus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all going to go do downhill and this is the only music we're going to have. <laughs> That's right. Do you think it's a resurgence you just know, because I, of... I think it was just a novelty at first. Yeah. But I think as people started hearing it, I, I, think, it, I think it was apparent to them that that, that extra range was, was different. 
a new. Yeah. So I think that's what it is. That's cool. Yeah, and it's exploded. It's huge now. Yeah, very. Yeah. Uh, you go into the the music stores and even um, like, like where the heck's all the CDs? Look at these big yeah, old yeah, things. The <laughs> <laughs> they're they're everywhere. Yeah. It, it's fun. You can get. I got that one for eighty bucks. That that uh, record player. So pretty cool. You can go get mm-hmm. one of those. Get your first uh, first album we got was of course Back in Black, but. Uh, it's kind of fun to see how that's re coming back. So, um, uh, what's another thing I was gonna ask? I had another question, it slipped my mind. Pull it together, Jake. Uh, so, how do you think? Oh, this is what it was. Do you think? Uh, and one thing that I've noticed with the older music is there's a lot more effort put into the music itself. Uh, because back in the day, you had to play instruments and you recorded it. You went into a studio. There was a lot more. Uh, emotion, in my opinion, put behind the music. With modern music, I you just feel put little in front of your rap name. Well, I, I feel <laughs> that it's lost its a lot of its emotion behind the music because a lot of it's electronically done. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you, What are your thoughts on that? Whereas it's because that's my opinion is I'll listen to a modern song and it just doesn't have the the soul, I guess, be yeah. put behind it. I think there's a couple of things, and the, and the first thing is. Uh, Electronic, so much of it is is done for us. Yeah. So much of the work is done for us that all you got to do is kind of put it together and and go. So that by itself is going to take away a lot of the feeling and emotional impact to begin with. Then here's the other thing, and this is just me again, but there has been so much music over recorded history. Yeah. That I wonder, and and I'm not. I'm not preaching this as gospel, but I wonder if there are real original melodies left to be to be written. I don't know if there are. I hope yeah. there are, because that I mean that's that's life to me. But, yeah. But like was alluded to a little while ago, you'll hear a band and their their song will sound just like somebody else's song. Right. It's really getting pretty tough. It's hard to find to come up with yeah. an original melody. Mm-hmm. I mean, most of, the, especially now, uh, modern music, they they're taking from '80s and '90s. I mean, they're going back to like '50s now too. Right. '50s blues. I mean, yeah, well, a if, lot of modern and if music. You, if you think about going clear back as far as the monks go, yeah. <laughs> you know those those melodies are out there in the air mm-hmm. and. I remember when I was in theory class in college, and of course we had to be creative and, and write things, and I frankly couldn't come up with anything that was very original. Right. About all I could do was take a melody that was somebody else's and build something underneath it to to make an arrangement that was a little bit different, maybe mm-hmm. novel or new. So those two things, just the idea that, you know, little these little melodic patterns are 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 pretty tough to come by. Original patterns yeah. pretty tough to come by these days, and uh, just that the the electronic age, the the digital age, is kind of uh, so, well, let us sit yeah, back in our loyalty. It's, really it's a little bit of we're becoming lazy. It's a little bit of a crutch. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. Honestly, yeah, that's a good point. Um, but do you guys have any more questions? Uh, I don't. You want to know anything about Mr. Shields here? I went to high school with him. <laughs> 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 open book. Open book. He is an open book. I know. Uh, you sing 
or you get yelled at. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I'm trying. <laughs> I'm just not very good. Well, here's another thing that uh, I never really understood till I was about senior year and even junior year was Mr. Shields had a he has an ear for for you could pick one person out of the choir. Oh, you heard my horrible singing. Is that what you it was? You could pick one person out of the choir that needed to work on it, and that was amazing to me. And just being able to dial that in because you knew what it was should sound like, you know. Oh yeah. And and being able to pull an alto out of this entire group of altos that hey, that's a little bit off. We need to adjust just a bit. How do you do that? I don't know. Here's <laughs> a practice. Awfully important to be able to to hear that if you want something to be high quality. Right. If you want it as close to perfection as possibly as it can possibly be, then you got to have that. I'll tell you what's Sorry. really funny about what you're saying is when I was working with adolescent and and teenage <laughs> yeah. girls, and they like to gossip and and talk, and so we would be stopped at a break or something, and I'd be doing something or saying something, and and the girls would be having their gossip up there, and I could hear every word they were saying. I'd comment on it. Looks on their faces was pretty good. That was valuable <laughs> for me. Well, that was one of my favorite that's things. pretty funny because the room is shaped to be very um, acoustic. Yes, you yes, can hear, absolutely. and they don't think you can, but everything goes to the front of the classroom. So it's <laughs> pretty funny. That was fun. Yeah. Uh, y y anything else? High school was farther back for me, yeah. so it's hard to remember. <laughs> uh, my girlfriend asked, how was your day today? Today was great. I worked with a bunch of little kids, and uh, of course, social distancing required me to be online. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I'm doing a teletherapy uh, sessions with all my little ones, and but it's it's just like having a whole bunch more grandkids. I really yeah. Really enjoy interacting with those kids, and that's why I'm doing what I'm doing. It's cool. Great. That's awesome. That's so, awesome. do you prefer to work with high school students, or are you working with smaller children? Well, I miss high school kids. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, I really am loving working with the little kids. It's the, the reason because they, first of all, they listen to me. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, that's great. That's, the, I mean, that's, it's, that's it's, it's really Priority. <laughs> they listen to me and, um, they actually try to please me, which is, right. which yeah. is lost, uh -huh. um, once you, once, once you get to high school, yeah. that's pretty much out there. Yeah. It's been nice uh, motivating them to to work and change and and fix their their speech and that that's been fun. That's been a lot of fun and a good change for me this late in the in life. That's awesome. All right. Well, Mr. Shields, thank you for being here today. This has been awesome. Uh, I've you. been wanting to do this for a while. I just haven't reached out to you, and I saw you walking out on the track and yeah. getting your exercise in. I thought I might as well ask him see if he's doing anything today so um thank you yeah oh my girlfriend has one more question there <laughs> did i ever get in trouble uh yeah, a couple times a couple yeah. times <laughs> there were a couple times i was probably goofing off with the guys in the back not really paying attention so <laughs> nothing, nothing real serious nothing that everybody didn't do right doesn't do, yeah so, so yeah, yeah i did that major. plenty yeah. They usually made sure we weren't in the same group, yeah, so yeah. once we get with our friends, yeah. it was horrible. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 
anyway, thank you for being here. This has been a lot thank of you. fun. Um, guys, check out the, the podcast wherever you get podcasts, The JH Show. Um, you can watch us on YouTube or listen to us wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, and that is all for today. Thank you guys for listening, and we will see you guys next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.